0: Today on the Highlight Reel, I've got several WWE and AEW stars reactions to the recent WWE releases that's really caused a storm in the wrestling world today at the moment. And speaking of causing a storm in the wrestling world, what a freaking promo by Eddie Kingston and CM Punk on Rampage, one of the most compelling in-ring exchanges I've ever witnessed in professional wrestling today. I'll delve into that more in the Rampage review. I've got interesting tweets of the week that include one Mr. Wyndham Rotunda, formerly known as Bray Wyatt, chiming in with the cryptic messages. Former WWE women superstar Nia Jax claims WWE fired her while she was on a mental health break. Yikes. I've got your AEW Rampage review and more on the highlight. Lalo, THR here. I've got the final updated card for the full gear pay-per-view going down next Saturday. It is as follows. Hangman Adam Page will challenge Kenny Omega for the AEW Championship. Miro, God's favorite champion, the Redeemer, takes on Brian Danielson. In the final of the AEW Championship Eliminators, Britt Baker defends the AEW women's title to tie Conti. The Inner Circle take on Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, and three members of America's top team, which include Junior Dos Santos, Arlovsky, and the mouthpiece Dan Lambert in a 10-man Minneapolis street fight. Two-fourths of the pillars of AEW, MJF, and Darby Allin go at it. The A, uh, excuse me, the AAA Tag Team Champs La Super Ranas, <laughs> also known as FTR, challenge the Lucha Bros for the AEW Tag Team Championship. CM Punk and Eddie Kingston go at it in easily my most anticipated matchup now at this point. What a freaking promo these guys shared together in that ring. I'm gonna get into it in the Rampage review coming up after this, and finally. The Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, along with Christian Cage, take on the Super Click, which is the Young Bucks and uh, Adam Cole, in a false count anywhere match. If Adam Page does not defeat Kenny Omega for the AEW Championship at this point, it's going to be. It's going to be like let me let me think of an example i'm trying to be clever here (laughs) it's gonna be like if uh i really should have thought about this before i started recording man but it's gonna be a travesty let's just say if adam page does not defeat kenny omega for the aew champion okay i got one i got one for you because i'm clever i got one for you (laughs) If Adam Page does not dethrone Kenny Omega for the AEW championship come Full Gear next Saturday, it will be if like if Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryan rather if he didn't beat um who was it Triple H for the WWE title at WrestleMania 30 or whoever no uh, Randy Orton and Batista in that triple threat. He beat Triple H to advance to the final uh, where he would capture the WWE title in a awe-inspiring moment, really, by beating Randy Orton and Batista in that triple threat match. Everybody loved it. It put smiles on everybody's face like Disneyland. You know what I'm saying? But imagine, just for a second, the backlash that would have been received had Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, not won the title that night. After everything he went through, right? That's the same thing with Adam Page right here. Perhaps, perhaps not to that same level, just because Daniel Bryan is—he's a whole other animal, you know. I mean, his his appeal at that time was giant. But Adam Page is one of the most over guys in AEW. I can promise you that right now. And if he, if he doesn't win the title, it's gonna be a travesty, and there will be backlash. You know what I'm saying? All the fans are gonna have them Twitter fingers, <laughs> and it's gonna be a storm in uh, the IWC. Miro versus Brian Danielson, man, in the final of the AEW Championship Eliminators. I said it in the last episode, I believe. I'll say it again. I am rooting for Miro in this match to defeat Brian Danielson. And I just feel like Miro needs this victory more than Brian does. I'm going to be honest here. You know, Miro lost the TNT strap to Sammy Guevara kind of prematurely. I feel like this is the pay-per-view where that title change should have happened, but it's very obvious Adam Page is gonna capture the title. So perhaps they didn't wanna they didn't want to like um, take away attention from that big title change by having another one. You know what I mean? So I guess in that respect, you could say it makes sense, but. I don't know. I feel like Miro should have held on to the TNT strap just a little bit longer. But nonetheless, he's on the right track because Miro deserves to be in the World Heavyweight Championship picture anyway. I've been said that, you know. Um, now, this isn't to say that I want Miro to beat Brian and then beat Adam Page for the title. I'm not saying that. Listen, if Miro defeats Brian Danielson um obviously he's he's gonna be Adam Page's first rivalry, and that makes a lot more sense than Brian Danielson feuding with Adam Page when they're both beloved guys right now. They're both baby faces, and I know I'm a big proponent in that baby faces and heels kinda don't really exist that much anymore in wrestling or not that they don't exist, but that they're kinda irrelevant now, right? Baby faces and heels in modern wrestling uh at any moment really. A bad guy could be cheered, a good guy could be booed, look at Cody Rhodes, you know what I mean? Like, nowadays in wrestling, baby faces and heels kind of are irrelevant now. The, the disposition of a wrestler is kind of irrelevant, but with that said, I just feel like Miro being Adam Page's first opponent, first rivalry upon capturing the strap, just makes a lot more sense. You know, Brian Danielson, come on. There's so many dream matches out there for him. You know, this is Miro's time, daddy. I'm gonna tell you right now. This is Miro's time. Um so I would like to see Miro dethrone uh Brian Danielson in that tournament there and then go on to feud with Adam Page. And not necessarily capture the title, but losing to Adam Page will not hurt Miro's stock nearly as much as it would to lose to Brian Danielson in that final. And then where does that leave Miro? Where does he go from there? You know what is he is he gonna feud with Sammy Guevara again? I don't think so. That's not I don't wanna see that. So Miro I'm rooting for him in this match. Britt Baker defends the AEW Women's Championship to Ty Conti. I don't really care about this match. Ty Conti doesn't have a prayer. She's not going to take the women's title away from Britt Baker, okay? The Inner Circle taking on Men of the Year, along with three members, selected members of the America's Top Team. This match, it'll be somewhat interesting, if nothing else, but I gotta be honest, guys. I don't really care much about this match at all i'm hoping that jorge masvidal and Paige van zant have some kind of shenanigans i know Paige van zant most certainly is gonna be involved in some form or fashion after that scathing promo <laughs> that jericho <laughs> plugging her only fans account <laughs> which incidentally um after that promo was said and done and you know jericho she was like i could take on all five of you jericho said oh yeah you can maybe you could put it on your only fans page After that went off, uh, after that popped off, uh, it was shown on a screenshot that Google's analytics showed that there was a tremendous spike in search results for uh, Paige Van Zandt OnlyFans. That was like the most searched term after (laughs) that episode of Dynamite. So you gotta imagine. That um, Paige Van Zant had to thank Chris Jericho, like, hey, dang, you, you, you put my OnlyFans on the map, bro. <laughs> so thanks. Now I want to clarify that Paige Van Zant, to my knowledge, uh, it's been said that she does not have any sexual content on her OnlyFans. Even though OnlyFans is uh, more most, most popular for its, you know, it's it's like sexual content. Uh, Paige does not have any of that on her OnlyFans. It's just it's just. Uh, exclusive Instagram posts, photos, and whatnot. So, at least that's what I've heard. I don't know. Um, Nonetheless, (laughs) the two-fourths of the pillars, as I mentioned, MJF, darby allen mjf's gonna take it because mjf is not gonna have two back-to-back pay-per-view losses because he's always been booked strong in aew it is very evident that he is going to be the guy for aew with during the next decade you know within these next several years let's just say he's gonna be the guy man he's gonna be aew's Randy Orton, AEW's Triple H. Actually, I would say Cody Rhodes is more appropriate to be uh, compared to like a Triple H for AEW. Once he does that heel turn, Daddy, that's going to be something to see. Nonetheless, that's my prediction there. MJF will go over Darby Allin. Um, Oh, my goodness. Uh, The Triple A Tag Team Champs. FTR challenging the AEW champions, Lucha Bros, for the titles. You know, it would be really cool if they did like a winner-take-all. Like if they did a, yeah, like a winner-take-all. I was going to say unification, but you can't unify two titles from different companies, I don't think. But that'd be, hey, that's something to think about, I guess. Nonetheless, um, man, you know, as much as I love the Lucha Bros, I got to be honest with you guys. I low key wanna see FTR beat the Lucha Bros just so that they can be AEW and uh, AAA tag team champs. And you know, the uh, the FTR tag team Dax, um, Dax Harwood, and Cash Wheeler—they have a distinction. That has not been plugged yet. These guys are former Raw tag champs, SmackDown tag champs, NXT tag champs, and now A tag champs. Um, I believe that's how it goes. So, you know, they're on their way to figuratively and literally being the greatest tag team of all time just based off of those accolades. What other tag team has accomplished that? I couldn't tell you. So now imagine if they capture the AEW titles from the Lucha Bros next Saturday. I mean, listen, listen. They're not going to hold on to the AAA titles long. I'm pretty sure, you know, AAA is going to have them lose those straps to one of their big teams at some point. So... And this isn't going to hurt Lucha Bros, losing the tag straps. They've they had a nice title reign. I mean, it's it's been, you know, a couple of months. Um, they've defended to the Butcher and the Blade. They defended to the Acclaimed. Um, and now they're defending to FTR. Not Listen, not every title reign has to be like this. Oh, my God, this epic, glorious. Like, this dude just took on all challengers, all comers. It doesn't have to be that way. You know, um, that's one thing a lot of the the jaded wrestling fans today, they just have too much expectations, yo. It's like, settle down, bro. Like, you know, in order to achieve greatness, these guys don't need to defend the titles to everybody on the roster, you know? They've, they've had a nice title reign, and they, they are, re- listen, even if they lose, you know, they could lose clean. They're still gonna be recognized as one of the best tag teams in the world just because of... Their level of performance in that ring is second to none. You know, Ray Phoenix and Pentagon, they just do some amazing things in that ring. And their characters just look so cool. They have the coolest vibe. I'm picking FTR to beat the Lucha Bros at full gear. And, and listen, I, you know, to be quite honest, I'm pretty sure Lucha Bros are going to win. But I guess what I'm saying is I'm rooting for uh, FTR. To beat the Lucha Bros in the same vein as Miro, you know, even though I'm pretty sure Brian Danielson will most likely win that bout, I'm gonna root for Miro. In this case, I'm rooting for FTR over the Lucha Bros. CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston, my goodness. My goodness, I'm actually going to do something I haven't done on the highlight reel before. I'm actually going to play the audio clip of, well, it's a video clip, but obviously it's going to be an audio clip on this podcast of Eddie Kingston and CM Punk. their full, uncut, uncensored verbal exchange in that ring. I'm going to play that for you guys because there ain't no way I took notes while watching that. Everything I, everything was down. My eyes were glued to the TV and they didn't move for a second during that promo. So this is easily my most anticipated matchup, as I mentioned. And as much as I love CM Punk, again, I'm going to root for Eddie Kingston in this match. I feel like Eddie Kingston needs this win more than Punk. However, I will say with Punk's undefeated streak that he's built up now, It probably should go to an up-and-comer, not someone like an Eddie Kingston. But man, I fucking love Eddie Kingston, brother. I love Eddie Kingston. This dude just... He has a level of realism, of genuineness about him that you don't get from anybody else. And I'm dead ass serious. Like, Eddie Kingston, everything he does feels real, it doesn't feel like an act. Nothing about him feels artificial at all. I, I mean, I heard him on the Busted Open radio show uh, a couple weeks back now. And and he talked on that interview show the same exact way he talks when he's on AEW TV. And it's astounding. And it surprises the hell out of me that Eddie Kingston never got signed by WWE or or never, you know really became as big as he should have been. And and I hate that I'm talking about him like in a past tense kind of way. I mean he obviously his career is far from over. He's still doing it, but you know, as I mentioned in the last episode, I feel like Eddie Kingston, he's like always going to be a journeyman, yo. He's always going to be chasing after the straps, but he's never going to quite grasp them. That's what I'm feeling right now. I th- and I feel not just Like, as a, I mean, like kayfabe and non-kayfabe, like even, I don't know, he just seems like one of those guys from a character standpoint, who's always going to be chasing, but he's never going to catch it. He's never going to catch that moment. That's what I feel. And I, I want to see Eddie Kingston win at least the TNT title one day, man, at least that would be chef's kiss. For a man who has sacrificed a lot to be in this business. He's not married. He don't have any kids. And he has said openly that he refuses to get married and have kids because res- the wrestling business is his wife and kids. And that's some real shit. And um, you know, I don't know, man. I, I I'm I, I could go out on a limb and tell you that. I think Eddie Kingston is my favorite my favorite performer right now in, in all of wrestling, in all of AEW. I think, honestly, as much as I love Jericho and Punk and Dante Martin and Malachi Black and everything that's going on, the Lucha Bros, out of all of them, I'm I'm really beginning to feel like Eddie Kingston is the most indelible act for me that uh, really compels me. I'm rooting for Eddie Kingston to defeat CM Punk at full gear. I know it's most likely not going to happen, but that's my pick there. And finally, for Jurassic Express with Christian Cage taking on the Super Click. This is just like America's top team matchup. I don't care about this, to be quite honest. Uh, As far as the Super Click goes, they are a really cool tandem. Because Adam Cole is just over as fuck. And he can do anything. As you saw, I'm going to get into it in the Rampage review. He main evented Rampage with John freaking Silver. And they turned that match into... Uh, a wonderful match and I never thought that would be possible because John Silver who's this jabroni you know I mean I dig him he's a funny guy I like his YouTube videos you know uh parroting movies and stuff but come on man this guy ain't a main eventer but guess what he proved to me that I'm wrong. He he could be a main eventer because they put on a great match, at least for like Rampage, <laughs> you know? So Adam Cole is showing that he's in the same vein as Brian Danielson, as Kenny Omega, and to being one of those talents who can have a good match with just about anybody. Um, Super Click are gonna win this match. There's no way in hell that Jurassic Express and Christian go over Adam Cole. You know, Adam Cole just debuted You know, obviously in that epic pay-per-view all all out. And he's not going to have a a pay-per-view loss here. This is his first pay-per-view, Jack. He's not losing. So Adam Cole with the super click. They're going to defeat Jurassic Express and Christian Cage. That's my final pick. And that is uh, pretty much full gear. I'm going to go to the movies again to watch this event. I'm excited. Uh, But let's get into the Rampage review, shall we? rampage popped off with brian danielson taking on anthony bowens the real story of this match guys came from max casters rap (laughs) during the acclaimed entrance oh my goodness um i'm not gonna go over the entire rap just this one bar here where he said i'll put you in a poverty dog because i end careers quicker than your father-in-law And that got a humongous pop from not just the audience, but the commentators were dead ass laughing their asses off. Now, for those of you who may not know, um, Brian Danielson's father-in-law is John Laurinaitis. John Laurinaitis. You might remember him from People Power (laughs) when he was GM back in the day. Um, he really was the head of talent relations for a long period of time in WWE. That was his legitimate role. It wasn't an act. Um and he's also had responsibility of terminating contracts in his day. Now, I'm not sure if he's still head of talent relations these days. Um but whether he is or isn't, it's still a hilarious freaking bar to spit right now. I mean, I mean it's like it's in bad taste because a lot of people just lost their jobs in WWE, but oh my God, bro. Like, that was the most epic burn on Brian Danielson you could possibly, you know, because that's his father in law. And like, he's. Brian Danielson is one of the few guys that came from WWE and has a lot, has nothing but positive things to say about WWE. You know, he's like, he said it in interviews, like, hey, I. I loved where I was at. I loved working for WWE and the reason I came to AEW uh was had nothing to do with me being unhappy in WWE. It had more to do with I just felt that moving to AEW would be better for the wrestling business as a whole. So, that's a huge burn, you know what I'm saying? And I just my goodness, uh the acclaimed they they better win the tag straps uh next year at some point these guys are just they're money man they are freaking money even anthony bowens like you know the way he says the acclaimed have arrived you know what i'm saying these guys are money jack brian danielson defeated bowens in a solid match and nothing to write home about besides max casters rap (laughs) you know that's that's pretty much all i have to say about that well um Brian would win via submission victory via the LaBelle lock. Tony Schiavone is backstage with the AAA tag champs, La Supra Ranas, <laughs> also known as FTR, with MJF and Andrade El Idolo. MJF states Andrade is going to need to fork out more dinero for the services of FTR. Andrade says money talks and has his assistant goon hand over cash in an envelope that doesn't suffice mjf says uno mas amigo and of course he hands over the cash before he leaves mjf pats andrade like on the shoulder or something <laughs> and the look andrade gives is freaking hilarious yo <laughs> and the look on andrade's face was like like how Booker T looks when somebody says something out of pocket and he goes, "Tell me he did not just say that. <laughs> that was like Andrade's face when MJf touched him. oh man, and um yeah, FTR would call out pack um British bitch, I believe was the term used by uh, by Dax, I believe um yeah, it, you know, this is super interesting guys, there is something brewing. I can't put my finger on it, but there's something brewing with Malachi Black, Cody, and Andrade being tied into this as well. Um, and you know, with FTR, um, and it, it, I guess it makes sense that Andrade would align with MJF. They're both kind of like upper society, right? Like upper class douchebags, you know. Um, but and it's and it's intriguing to me because when Andrade first. Uh, came on the scene, his storyline was trying to recruit Lucha Bros because he assumed Pac was doing that. You know, he, he kind of using the Lucha Bros uh, for his game. When Andrade tried to take them away, it didn't work. Now it appears he's like trying to lure in FTR away from MJF. So that's a compelling story there. Um, and then you have the Malachi Black thing. And I know Malachi Black and Cody have their own thing going on. But it, it appears that Malachi Black and Andrade also have some kind of alliance together. And this goes back to their history in WWE. These guys had some barn burners in NXT. Um, I remember that when he was Aleister Black um, and Andrade. Cien Almas <laughs> back in that time frame. But you know guys, AEW does this long-term booking and it's just... This is so intriguing to me, you know, even like with this backstage promo here, um, nothing to write home about the promo itself. You know, they just set up FTR uh, uh, and PAC and, and, you know, Andrade and MJF. They just have something going on, which is really interesting me right now. CM Punk and Eddie Kingston have an epic face off and that don't even do justice in describing the magic that these guys put on in that ring. I'm going to tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen, the main event of Full Gear between Adam Page and Kenny Omega for the AEW title is no longer the most anticipated match of the night because Punk and Kingston produced absolute magic last night in an exchange of words and body language. That felt all too real. Of course, it would inevitably inevitably resort to a full-blown brawl, and these guys sold full gear to anybody out there who was debating whether purchasing it or purchasing it or not. I can guarantee you that. Punk calls out Eddie, whose music would eventually begin to play, but he doesn't come out. So Punk starts talking more and then eddie kingston comes out that tunnel without any music without anything and he he has that look on his face like he just saw somebody sleeping with his wife and is walking down to confront that man and you know what i'm not gonna quote these fellas word for word instead i'm just gonna go ahead and play the segment via aew's youtube channel um So, you know, no copyright strike intention here. You guys could go to their YouTube channel and see it for yourself. I want to play it for this podcast, though, so you can hear it, uh, because no matter how many times you might have already seen it, it ain't going to hurt to hear it one last time. Ladies and gentlemen, this is how you sell a pay-per-view. Enjoy.
1: I want an apology. That's what you wanted. That's what you said Wednesday, right? Answer me when I'm talking to you.
2: You don't like that. I love it. Look, I understand it sounds a little bit condescending when somebody asks another man for an apology, but you interrupted me, man. Don't paint me into a corner like I'm the bad guy here. You interrupted me. Yes, I interrupted the great C. A. Punk. Oh, no. I'm, oh,
1: God. I will apologize, you know what, man, you're right, you're right, I want to apologize that I was at home sick, thinking I had COVID, I had to get tested twice, so I wouldn't come here, get, God forbid, get my friend Monkey sick, and then he gets his kid sick, but you know what, that doesn't matter, because I need to apologize, because you know what, guys, you didn't get the great CM Punk for its Orange Cassidy, I'm sorry, and for you, this is the world's smallest fire lit, and he's playing for your little ass. So I apologize to you God. Who are you? Who
2: are you? Huh? Who are you? And give me a second. Give me a second. Who are you? It doesn't Tell sound who you like are. much of an apology. You know damn well who I am. I do. I do. I'm tell telling you, let go, get him him, go. Punk, get let him, him go, let him go, you know who I am and St. Louis knows who I am. I don't give a so yourself. I don't care, I'm going to tell everyone the truth who you are.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, give me a second, this man was once a hero of mine. Guys like him, Samoa Joe, Homicide, the amazing Red, Guys like that, on the independence when I first broke in, inspired me, were my heroes. But you, you lowlife, scumbag, two-faced, narcissistic bitch, you, you, give me a second, you, judged me. I came to that locker room to get free, free from my mental crap, free from the streets. I came to that locker room for brotherhood, and all you did was judge me. Because why I was fat? Why, because I like to eat a little bit? Why? Because uh, I didn't play everyone's game? I didn't kiss ass? I didn't become friends with the Booker? I didn't bury other people to get my own stuff in? So I was wrong? No, you were wrong. You were wrong. That's what I
2: know. That's the punk I know. want to know what I hear right now? I hear you lumping a lot of baggage on me, but you you named a couple other people in there. And if you want to know the truth, the truth is, it wasn't just me that judged you. It was me. It was Homicide. It was Joe. It was Danielson. And listen, it's a hard pill to swallow, but we judged you and we held you to a standard of the potential that we saw in you, you're the one who fell short of that mark. You can blame me, and you can lose in the middle of the ring to a guy like Brian Danielson, and then you can walk in the back and you can try to blame me, but it's not my fault. I am not wrong for seeing greatness in you 15 years ago, but I damn sure I'm a fool for trying to hold you to that standard and expect greatness because you're a bum. Come on. It's too much, man, my opinion. Anyway,
1: Kingston is not one to take a barb like that. I think Kingston did make it personal, too, though. He did. I'm a bum. He made a valid point. My man, when a bum made a full gear, when a bum almost have to sell his house because of the pandemic, but keep fighting through to make it to the, hey, this is a shot, the only professional wrestling company in the world today. Is not a bum. It's not a book! I need you guys to understand this and hear this. And I need you to open up your ears and hear this. Nobody wants you here. They never wanted you here. That whole locker room's afraid to say it. Not me. So get out. And stop smirking at me like you did the other day. Or I'll smack you right off your face. This is 15 years of animosity. You 15 years of tension. You know what? See you getting a little mad. Won't you fight me on the 13th? Won't you fight me at full gear?
2: Pretty simple. Fight Eddie Kingston at full gear. I'll be honest with you, St. Louis. I didn't intend to leave without fighting Eddie Kingston, but Eddie. Again, full gear, a little bit high bar for you. I was thinking something like elevation or dark. Something more your speed. Yeah, let's cut his... Oh, no!
1: You're a coward! You're a coward! Fight me! Fight me! Fight me! Fight me! Fight me! Don't fight me! Fight me at full gear. Fight
2: gear. These guys are gonna go right now. Forget yes. it. I'm t- they're gonna Damn go. Eddie. I'm telling you, they're gonna go right now. I hope now. he slapped them right in his face. They're gonna go. I'm gonna ask my friends in St. Louis: you wanna see CM Punk fight Eddie Kingston at full gear? Yeah. I'll see you on the 13th. Oh!
1: Wait, 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 wait. Before you leave, I don't care about winning and losing at full gear. All I'm going to do is beat you up. And after I'm done beating you up, do me a favor. Quit again and leave for seven
0: years. and don't come- oh, oh, whoa! So there you have it. As you heard there, there is a lot to unpack with that promo. Mainly, mainly on the part of Eddie Kingston, who really just threw out a lot of verbal gems there. I mean, he took a shot at WWE very clearly. Um... When he said, I sacrificed a lot to come here to the, and this is a shot, the only professional wrestling company in the world. Um, Obviously, WWE, they kind of, they have like this mission statement where they want to be more than wrestling. But in turn, they've alienated wrestling fans. In fact, they've, they've completely removed wrestling from their name uh wwe is no longer world wrestling entertainment It's literally just wwe that's the file that's the trademarkly filed. um never mind the fact that their biggest show of the year is called wrestlemania but they do whatever they can to distance themselves from wrestling um so that was that was a nice little gem there but um just to catch you up to speed for anybody who may not be aware, Eddie Eddie Kingston referenced there how he main evented full gear. This was last year uh in a match against John Moxley. I think it was like one of those uh, bar- uh not barbed wire death match. No, 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 no. It was the um it was like a lights out match or whatever. Basic, basically a hardcore match. Let's just say I believe between Kingston and Moxley um so he he main evented full gear last year and this year he's now in a match with arguably the biggest star in aew today cm punk um certainly he's one of the biggest stars in all of wrestling really um so i'm proud of eddie man and he's definitely not a bum but he does seem to have this storyline uh based on all of his losses the guy cannot catch a w um, as I mentioned, he's just like a journeyman right now who just can't quite grasp the brass ring, if you will, <laughs> right so this was a phenomenal phenomenal promo, as you heard. both guys just felt so real in their body language and in their words, their verbiage. The commentators really added a nice element as well like i I love when um When Taz was like, okay, that that was a little too far for me, in my opinion. And, you know, Excalibur was like, oh, Eddie Kingston is not one to take a, a barb like that. You know, that was, this was just perfect. This was a grade A segment here, guys. Let's move on. Christian and Jurassic Express are being interviewed by Tony Schiavone backstage and confirm a false count anywhere match between them and the super click at full gear. I don't really care. Um, the bunny takes on red velvet in the final of round one. Uh, the winner here will take on Jade Cargill as part of the TBS title tournament. Red velvet wins. Thankfully, um, the TBS championship quarterfinals are set and they are as follows. Uh, Thunder Rosa will take on Jamie Hader. Whoever wins that will take on the winner of Jade Cargill versus red velvet as they reignite their little feud. Uh, And Hikaru Shida and Nilo Rose will take on the winner of Chris Statlander and Ruby Soho. You know, this one is hard to predict. Um, Now that we know uh, all the participants going into round two soon, I kind of wanted to make predictions. Um, I I said last episode that I'm rooting for Jamie Hayter. She's my pick just because I'm rooting for her. Uh but yeah I'm I'm sticking to it. I was I was kind of tempted to also say, well, you know what? I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Red Velvet or Hikaru Shida, but nah man. I, I feel like Jamie Hader should totally win this tournament. Just look at her. She's like she's she's a big girl, man, like, (laughs) I'll just say, like, she's, she's got a lot of, she got a lot of meat on them bones, man, ain't none of these girls could take her on in a legitimate fight, man, Uh, oh, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, Thunder Rosa, I forgot, Thunder Rosa has actual MMA training here, I forgot about that, but I'm ruling Thunder Rosa out of this, just because she's better than the TBS title, I don't want to see Thunder Rosa carrying the TBS title, I want to see Thunder Rosa, Unseat Britt Baker from the AEW women's title. Um, so that's why I'm that's the only reason I'm ruling her out of this tournament and my pick is Jamie Hayter. In the main event, Adam Cole takes on John Silver and John Silver is main eventing pretty much just because of an ongoing gag on uh, the BTE YouTube show. It's funny how they can make a main event out of a meme. Just goes to show you how much fun they have at AEW. Um, but this was surprisingly a good match. It was a very fun match. Adam Cole would win the match via the last shot, but not without Johnny Hungy getting in quite a bit of offense and really having a coming out party. Because uh, I've never really watched his matches. You know, he's more like a comedy character, a comedy act. And he has a... Uh, popular youtube channel he does movie parodies and stuff but he's you know he show he showed me last night that he can have a very good match a decent match if nothing else uh he he got in a blue liger bomb which is for non-wrestling nerds out there pretty much a, a sit-out power bomb a spinning sit-out power bomb and i haven't seen one of those in a long time um but, yeah, this was a very fun match, much to my surprise. Of course, Adam Cole goes over. Overall, man, uh, that's Rampage, and the Punk Kingston segment was the real main event here. That segment, as you heard, was intense. It was passionate. It was intriguing. That segment is not only how you sell a pay per view, but that segment encapsulates what professional wrestling is. You know, you have two guys telling a story. And they didn't just tell you their story with their words, but also with body language. I gotta say, man, it looked as if punk was intimidated, to be quite honest. You know, that one moment where where Eddie Kingston walked up on punk saying, Fight me! Fight me! Fight me! And he got got in his face, punk-like put his hand on his stomach to kind of like push him to say like relax but his body language to me showed fear it showed like whoa whoa chill out bro chill out because and and it's 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 not like um it's nothing bad on punk's part because eddie kingston just feels very real you know like, ain't nothing wrong with being intimidated when you got a guy like Eddie Kingston coming at you, walking up on you like that. Because, you know, scripted TV or not, he's the kind of guy that gives you that feeling like he, he, he'll he go off script at any moment and slap the taste out your mouth. That's what I got from Eddie Kingston walking up on Punk. And evidently, that's what Punk got because his body language looked very scared to me like he he wasn't facing there were there were times in the segment where he wasn't facing Eddie Kingston he was like he had his body turned um and then of course putting his hand on Eddie's stomach like trying to like gesture like relax relax chill out and then Eddie Kingston smacked his hand away and said uh-uh don't touch me don't touch me i mean this is this is money <laughs> Eddie Kingston and CM Punk are both money but really Um, As I mentioned in the opening of this episode, Eddie is quickly becoming uh, my new most favorite act in all of wrestling right now. Uh, Because everything he does just feels genuine. It feels real. Ain't nothing artificial about Eddie Kingston. And these guys both made this episode of Rampage a must-watch show. Who would have thunk it, right? Uh, a freaking non-wrestling segment could actually be compelling. Take some notes, WWE. That's how you do it, <laughs> man. What a what a what a great great angle. What a great segment that was, and a very decent show overall. I'm gonna get you some uh, wrestling news in a moment. I'm also going to talk about the Canelo and Caleb Plant fight. So stay tuned. All right, guys, so interesting tweets of the week. Uh, Most of these are responses to the recent WWE releases. Uh, First coming from Kenny Omega. He said, quote, unquote, old rivals, old friends, some I've encountered. I don't mind patting my record if they don't mind being a statistic. See if I care. (laughs) Okay. Mr. Wyndham Rotunda, formerly known as Bray Wyatt, would tweet, What do we do now? We wait for the right place. We wait for the right time. Then we turn Rome to ashes, groveling in the muck of avarice. I believe in you too. Okay. In a response to a tweet uh, that read, Wonder if Karrion Cross will give me that helmet. <laughs> Referring to the low-budget master shredder, Russell Crowe, the gladiator mask. <laughs> that, uh, Gary and Cross would um, come out to the ring with uh, Cross would reply to the tweet, quote unquote. Nobody wants that piece of shit <laughs> with the laugh, crying, laughing emoji. That's great. Albio Leo would tweet: Something's got to give. Things need to change. It's unhealthy. It's toxic. It's soul snatching. It's embarrassing. It's ruining lives. It's crushing hopes and dreams. It's contributing to mental health struggles. We're living in a world full of facades, but the damages are real. Mick Foley would tweet, At Carrion Cross and Lady Scarlet, uh, they get to be a duo again. And whoever picks them up has one of the hottest acts in the biz. Unfortunately, it seems at WWE is sometimes intent on trying to reinvent the wheel. Exactly. Couldn't have said it better. Why, why fix what it, what ain't broke? Jordan Grace would tweet, It's one thing to not renew someone's contract. It's another thing to have someone uproot their entire lives, move to an unfamiliar area, and release them from their contract mere months into it. That's what's fucked up. John Moxley's wife Renee would tweet, Seriously? That's a list of stars. They'll be just fine wherever they land. Heart emoji. FTR's uh, Dax <laughs> would tweet, "I wish WCW would have won." <laughs> yeah, uh, some of us, some of us would agree. I, I would imagine. Wow, there's a lot to unpack with those tweets. I'm not gonna go over all of them. I did just want to briefly mention Bray Wyatt's. Uh, tweet there where he said um when then we turn Rome to ashes and groveling in the muck of avarice that's like a reference to an old Jake the Snake promo if I'm not mistaken but there's a lot of little cryptic things in that tweet that that some you know some fans have kind of picked apart and they, they do a, they would do a lot better job of explaining it than I would but guys to me it's very clear that Mr. Wyndham Rotunda is headed to AEW and it's probably gonna be at full gear, but I'm not sure. Obviously, you never know, um, but it is inevitable in my opinion. So let's move on and, and this is kind of more into the WWE releases as Lince Dorado breaks his silence on Instagram over his release. He would say, quote unquote, it's all good. I think if this would have happened a couple years ago, I would have been destroyed. Honestly, I'm in a good state of mind. The people who know me know how strong minded I am. I've seen this coming, not just recently, but a few years back. All I can say is that I did my best. I never mailed it in. I tried every day I was there. I suggested things. I loved my job and the people I work with. I loved the crew who made me look like a superstar when I didn't feel like like a superstar. And I never felt like a WWE superstar, but that's nobody's fault. I'm very grateful for the opportunity that I was given, that I made for myself. This was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. <laughs> nah, 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 I'm just kidding. <laughs> I should have never been here. He said, this was all a dream. I should have never been here. But I told myself, the only person that matters, this is where you belong. In kindergarten, first grade, I told myself, you're going to be in WWE. Mission accomplished. Was it what I wanted? Neither here nor there. It doesn't matter anymore. It's it's out given the circumstances that I was given. At the end of the day, mission accomplished. So I want to correct myself before I before I kind of break down this tweet or uh, this this Instagram post here. I want to I want to correct myself in the previous episode. I actually got Lindsey Dorado and Katrina Cortez confused. She's the one who is from Chile. She's the South American wrestler. That's that's I got I don't know why I got these two confused. And she never had anything anything to do with Lindsey Dorado. She actually tagged in a match on Raw with Uh, Cinta de Oro, formerly known as um, Singara. So, yeah, I don't know why I got these two confused. Lince Dorado is a Puerto Rican wrestler. He is from Puerto Rico. So, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of those. They also have a big influence on professional wrestling as well. And I don't think Lince Dorado is going to have any trouble finding work because he is a great athlete and he can go. He can go in the ring. So, I, I concur with this tweet. I'm sorry, I kind of did the... <laughs> I couldn't resist the Biggie Smalls rap there. Um, but yeah, uh, Lindsey Dorado, man, um, this this tweet was very classy. You know, no hard feelings kind of thing. And basically expressed himself and how he gave it his all 100% in spite of being released. You know, it, these releases, man, have nothing to do with the performance of any of these well uh, well (laughs) wait a minute (laughs) on the part of Eva Marie and Nia Jax we'll get we'll get to the latter in a minute but yeah besides them I mean all of these are so talented man and they're not gonna have trouble finding work this was merely budget cuts I don't know what the hell is going on with WWE I really am beginning to think that perhaps WWE really is getting ready to be put for sale um, and whether it's, you know, Disney, whether it's, um, what was the other one? Um, I guess perhaps Fox, perhaps a big conglomerate, uh, like Fox or something else can purchase, uh, WWE. I don't know, but it, it, it kind of seems that way there, these budget, co- like I understood it last year with, You know, with the pandemic going on, there was super uncertainty going around. I kind of understood the budget cuts then. Not to say that they weren't totally messed up, but it is what it is. But now here we are and they do it again. It's another Black Wednesday all over again, but on a, you know, on a different day. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, man, um, I don't know what's going on with WWE, but all of the people they released, uh, most of them, are very talented and will find work elsewhere without a problem. All right, so Nia Jax. (laughs) Nia Jax, the crippler. Um, She claims WWE fired her while on a quote-unquote mental health break. On a statement released via Instagram, Nia Jax would say, quote-unquote, I usually keep my personal life private, but yesterday's reports leave me with no option but to clarify matters. I recently took a short leave of absence from WWE for a mental health break. I've been working through so much, more than I, I can share, and so I took some time with the full support of the company to take care of myself. Earlier this week, after WWE sent me my schedule to return to the ring for the November 15th show, I asked for an extension to my mental health break, feeling that I needed more time and hoping I would have the ongoing support of the company I have given my all to for the past 7 years. I did not receive a response. The next day I heard, I was being released. My vaccination status was never mentioned. I wasn't given any choices or options. It breaks my heart to be so abruptly let go without consultation when dealing with so much privately. I loved my career at WWE. I love the men and women I worked with and I'm going to need time to process this huge loss. I appreciate those people who have shown understanding and compassion during an incredibly difficult time. So there's some there's some stuff to unpack here. I know that uh, Nia Jax is one of the uh, one of the few WWE performers who have gone publicly uh, stating that she refuses to get vaccinated. Um, she trusts her immune system, and and well, she refuses the vaccine, right? So now I know a lot of the dirt sheets are making this this particular release out to be because of her vaccination status. She mentioned here, I did not receive a response the next day I heard I was being released. My vaccination status was never mentioned. So she kind of shuts down those rumors there. Nia Jax was not fired because she because she's not vaccinated. I don't think so. I know... Uh, They're doing that law that goes into effect uh, early next year that any company employing over 100 employees uh, must receive the vaccination or show proof of negative uh, COVID tests uh, pretty frequently in order to remain employed. So, You know, man, I don't think this was driven by her vaccination status. I think that's just the dirt cheats trying to stir shit up. Um, I'm really sick and tired of hearing about vaccinated and unvaccinated and all this, the COVID news that's been politicized, you know, and just dividing people up. And I'm tired of it. I do not want anything to do with that on my show. So I'm not even going to get into that. All I'm going to say is Nia Jax... I respect uh, that she had mental health uh, issues to deal with. Because we all do, you know. Um, and we all have our own personal demons and issues we gotta deal with. I mean, listen, we just had John Moxley check himself into an inpatient uh, a rehab for alcoholism, right? We all have our issues. We all have our demons. And I respect that. And, and of course, she deserved all the time she needed. WWE is not the type of company that typically allows wrestlers to take extended hiatuses without facing some kind of consequences i know sasha banks did something like that uh last year i think or either last year or the year prior where she took like a pretty lengthy hiatus and i think she did receive like a suspension and other things i'm not sure But, you know, you can't compare Nia Jax to Sasha Banks, like, at all. (laughs) In any way, whatsoever. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, you know what, man? Nia Jax... I said it in the last episode. this, This woman is a liability. She's hurt many wrestlers. She's nearly paralyzed some wrestlers. Um... She's not a very good worker. She needs to train. She needs to up her game. Until then, I don't want to see her in any... I don't want to see her in AEW. I don't want to see her in MLW. I don't want to see her in Impact. Um, I think she needs to work on... If if she wants to remain in this business, I guess what I'm getting at is she needs to train, man. She needs to go back to a wrestling school, a wrestling camp, um, and train and uh, get better if she wants to stay in this business cuz the way she is right now she's a liability you know um i think hey she was a model right she was like a uh like a plus size model before getting into wrestling or something like that she could totally go back to that she could be a model again Nia Jax is a very beautiful woman man you know what i'm saying i don't, hey y'all could look at me sideways <laughs> <Can> i could <laughs> through this through this <laughs> <laughs> Through my cell phone I could already see Nah man Nia Jax is very beautiful She's a very beautiful woman um, <clears throat> And I could see her doing modeling uh, Like I said her cousin is the rock He's got so many endeavors I'm, Come on man you know he could get her a job Doing something You know what I mean She could She could be his little assistant or something uh, One of many that I'm sure he has um, she, Nia Jax will be fine That's all I gotta say about that so before I end this episode, if you guys will indulge me, I'm going to talk about Canelo and Caleb Plant very briefly. Uh, Canelo Alvarez and Caleb Plant fight to unify the super middleweight division. The bout goes down tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, you know, I was going to attempt to run down the undercard, but quite frankly, I don't know any of those cats who are on the undercard besides Anthony Darrell who's taking on a fighter named Marcos Hernandez in a Um, 10-rounder. It's most likely just a a, a stay-busy bout for Anthony. I don't know who Marcos is. Um, Anthony's probably going to knock him out uh, and make quick work of him. That's my prediction there, let's just say. (laughs) My prediction for Canelo and Caleb Plant, I've already given it. um, After the Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury uh, (laughs) ass-whooping... Part two. (laughs) Tyson Fury is the fucking man, dude. But um, I'll give it again. Canelo is going to KO Caleb Plant inside of seven rounds. You heard it here first. Inside of seven rounds. Tonight. Tonight. Canelo is going to knock out Caleb Plant. Y'all want to know how good Canelo is? I'm going to say it one more time. Y'all want to know how good Canelo is? Canelo's so good that my grandpa, every time he watches Canelo fight, He shakes his head and he says, his fights are staged because he wins too easily. (laughs) Nah, Gramps. Canelo is just that good. I want to thank you very much for joining me on the Highlight Reel. Thank you so much for your support. I have some listeners that have uh seemingly been rolling with me man since the beginning um I'm trying to get better at this I'm trying to do my best to be impartial and give you the facts give you the straight line baby you know what I mean and um thank you so much for your support this is a hobby of mine and I'm really excited about it um and I'll be back uh next week we're going to talk more wrestling we're going to talk more cheese man and don't forget to wash your hands Don't forget to wash your ass. And please tip your waitresses and tip your Lyft drivers. Because as a Lyft driver, I could tell you we really, really need them tips, guys. Help us out. Please. Thank you. Gracias. I'll see you on the other side.